Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, many years ago, I was a manufacturer's rep in the gift industry. I remember how long the holiday season seemed to be. We started selling for the holidays in January, shipping for July, reordering in August, and continuing the process. Now, I remember one of my largest clients saying this to me, everyone thinks we just open our doors and poof, the store is ready for the holidays. No one understands how we have to prepare by buying early, doing the inventory, setting up the display, selling merchandise, taking down the displays, and doing inventory. It's all in the preparation. So how does being prepared help us to be successful? Well, being prepared can mean many different things. Being prepared for the day for an interview, for a meeting, for your team, or for yourself. When you aren't prepared, you may seem unorganized, and that isn't really a priority for you, or perhaps you rely on others to be prepared so you don't have to. Whatever the reason, being prepared is not a difficult thing to be. Maybe not simple, but definitely not difficult. All professionals are prepared. The more prepared you are, the better your chance for success. Being prepared can help you to meet challenges or inspire customers to think differently, or perhaps in a new way. By being prepared, you can anticipate your customers' questions and be better able to meet their expectations. Being prepared does take time and commitment, so rather than flying by the seat of your pants, take some time to be prepared. So here are some ideas. The first one is know what you want to accomplish. Now, while this is simple, many times this is the most forgotten step of being prepared. What are your goals? What are your expectations for the meeting? Have you ever walked out of a meeting and thought, it was really a meeting about having a meeting? You didn't learn anything, you aren't any further along in your pursuit, and you'll never get that hour back in your life. 
So set an agenda that you share or even have one for a reference that you can keep track and you won't worry about another meeting to have a meeting. Next, you want to make sure that you get your message across. So how is that? Think about it as a meeting someone for the first time. You're looking for your next career, so that's what you want to accomplish. You want to be prepared so you sound organized, intelligent, and be an asset to their company rather than sounding desperate and carrying more baggage than the company needs to store. Okay, here's a big one. How about role-playing? This is one of the most dreaded exercises, although one of the most effective. Before you have a meeting or a presentation, try doing some role-playing with a friend, a colleague, or video yourself. You'll hear and see what you like as well as what you don't. With role-playing, you might have someone that can anticipate the objections and throw them out for you to respond to. It's great practice. Now, I know most of us don't like to see ourselves on video, but imagine watching yourself and thinking how prepared you are. That's what you want your client, prospective employer, or boss to see as well. And then a wise man once told me that if you're 10 minutes early to a meeting, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. So get there 15 to 20 minutes early and get a head start. This way, you won't be rushed or unorganized while trying to find your notes or your notepad or your pen or worse, sweating from rushing. If you're giving a presentation, you want to have everything set up so you can grab the clicker and start going. If you're going on an interview, you want to be seen as an asset rather than a liability. And if you're waiting for a meeting with your boss or an important client, you want to be seen as professional and ready to take action. Your confidence will shine and people will definitely take notice. And success will be within reach. So how do you benefit from being prepared? It takes planning and it does take time. And as entrepreneurs, we constantly hear about so-and-so being an overnight sensation. But I bet if they were totally honest with you, you would find out that their definition of overnight is really years and years of planning and preparing. And why does it matter anyway? Well, here's what planning and preparing can do for your business. It can help identify your goals. And I know that sounds silly that if you're an entrepreneur working solo, why it's important to have goals and written ones at that. Well, if you don't have goals, how do you know if you reach them or if you exceeded them or if you're close to that or just need a little push to go a little bit harder? So that's one piece. The next piece is it can give you direction. This is your journey and you need to have your map to reach your goals. So imagine you're following the map and you keep hitting a speed bump. Do you keep going or do you find a way to go around it? Having a map will give you some alternative direction so you're prepared with plenty of supplies and fuel to keep going. And then, guess what? It also helps you uncover problems. No matter how much we prepare, there might be something waiting around the corner. The more prepared you are, the better you can handle those situations and address them before they become detrimental to your business. Coming up with solutions to these small challenges are easier to correct than waiting till they're out of control. And also, it can give you perspective. What really matters and what do you really want to accomplish? It keeps you focused on the journey you're taking and the results you want to accomplish. Combining the goal setting, direction, problem solving, and professionalism is definitely a way to create a successful business while keeping your perspective in focus. Remember, don't expect success. Prepare for it. We're going to take a break and thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. But when we come back, you're going to hear from my very special guest who will share her thoughts about being prepared with a proper foundation for your business. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. 
Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense glass-half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Okay, I am telling you, you are in for a treat. It's time for Monica Davis. For more than 20 years, she's been enhancing the lives of small business owners and professionals. As a media mentor and trainer and brand narrative strategist, she helps entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and professionals develop engaging stories and brand narratives. She's the author of Start Your Business Right, a comprehensive guide to entrepreneurship success, and welcome to the top, secrets to success from leading entrepreneurs. Her company received eight, eight international Hermes Awards for excellence in creativity and innovative marketing communications, and is honored to be named among industry-leading brands such as AARP, Deloitte, Fidelity Investments, Hilton, IBM, and Pepsi. She remains highly involved with focused professionals, inspired entrepreneurs, and CEOs seeking to evaluate their brand through storytelling and unforgettable brand narratives. And through exceptional media strategies and proven business advice, she is helping them transform their lives and companies while also increasing awareness, credibility, and influence. She is an amazing friend and colleague, and we love collaborating with each other. So welcome to the show, Monica. I am so excited to have you here. Well, thank you, Judy. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Thank you. So let's talk about the discussion of the day, being prepared. What does that mean to you? To me, being prepared really means understanding what is at hand, what you're intending to do, and how you're going to accomplish whatever it is that you're intending to do. And so if you're going to be prepared, then obviously there are many things that need to take place before you actually get to the point of achieving that particular thing that you're trying to achieve. So preparation basically means doing the things that you need to do in order to get the results that you're seeking. Okay. So let's think about building a house. The first thing we have to do is you have to build a foundation because that's critical for the house to stand and to last. What does a foundation in a business look like? Well, and and it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I like to use the analogy about buying a house. So, so for example, if someone tells you, I found the perfect house for you, it's within your price range and it's, it's in a nice area and it's just an amazing looking house that there's a huge backyard. So then you go to the house and you take a look and you go inside. But then as you go inside, you see things that are not right. You see the cabinets are, are not straight or it's, they're pulling from the wall or you, you feel indentations in the floor. That tells you that the house was not built from a blueprint, from a solid blueprint, and it does not have a solid foundation. So that means that you wouldn't spend your money to buy that house if it's not built on a solid foundation. So it means that building a business means you need to have a solid foundation. And there are several different things that require you to have 
a solid foundation for building your business. And some of those things, for example, starting off includes having the right mindset. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the right mindset when you're trying to start a business, then everything else is going to be off. So the right mindset, meaning why do you want to start a business? What is your why? What is the purpose, the underlying purpose of having a business or starting a business? And what is it that you want to do with this business? I mean, is it going to help you to achieve something specific in terms of finance, your money? Or is it something that you want to do to help others? What is the mindset going into it? Are you expecting quick results? Are you expecting to work hard and be committed to it? So you have to have the right mindset starting off. And I would say the second thing is having the right skills. You don't have to have every single skill that's necessary for running a business, but you do need to have the right skills and you need to have some of those skills. You need to have the knowledge in order to effectively run your business. So that's just two things that are Mm -hmm. required to build a foundation for starting a business. So is this all part of the planning stage or is it part of you've started this business and now we're going to add these things in? Where does this all come in? Well, I think having the right mindset and the right skills are part of the planning. But when you get into things like funding or money, that can be for a new business. It can be for an existing business. Every business requires money. We all know that you have to have money in order to effectively start and run a business. But that means, though, you you still need to build a foundation when it comes to your money. You need to ask yourself the right questions. So, for example, if if you know you need money to start your business or to do something else extra in in an existing business, then you need to think about, for example, where are those additional funds going to come from? What if I borrow the money? Do I have the right amount of cash on hand to do it? And if I do, if I spend that money, how is that going to impact my family? Where is this money coming from? How is it going to impact my family if I spend it and then nothing comes in for a while? So there are so many different things that you need to think about when it comes to money because one thing that I've noticed when I speak with people, when I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners is that they sometimes don't realize the importance of thinking before you take action on certain things. And money is one of those things that you need to be very aware of how money is coming in and how money is going to go out. And when you, if you're borrowing money, what kind of impact is that going to have on you and those people who are associated with you? So if you are a family and you decide you want to start a business, then you borrow, let's say, $10,000. But you're just really getting started in your business and you don't have an idea of how you're going to get that money back in or how you're going to bring in revenue to pay that money back. Then those are things you need to think about before you borrow the money. So really think about how are you going to pay it back? Where is it coming from? How are you going to pay it back? How quickly can you pay it back? Who are you paying it to? What is the interest? So if you're borrowing from a friend, well, they may be a little bit more lenient than if going to a bank and saying, I want to borrow money from a bank. So all of those things play into how you determine when and where and how you borrow your money. So that's, again, setting a foundation for not just for a new business, but also for an existing business. Well, I always said that for high school and college kids, they should always go through an improvisation course so they know how to think on their feet. And I think every entrepreneur should go through some kind of financial literacy course because 
sometimes you think, oh, I have money in my checking account. I must be making money. And yet the money's going out faster than it comes in. Yes. So I agree with you. I think that has to be a major part of the foundation of your business. And for some reason, most people skip it because it's uncomfortable. Yes. It's very uncomfortable because you're so excited about your business and your business idea. And you really want to get started and you want to jump in and just get going. But you really have to consider those type of things if you want to be able to successfully move forward rather than running into a wall and saying, wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I want to shift gears a little bit. We met in a very unusual way. I was determined to create some awareness about women in business, especially women in male-dominated business. And you put out a query on Harrow and it said, you know, you were looking to talk to women in male-dominated industries. And my subject line to the response was, been there, done that. You responded. We had a great conversation. And this was back in 2011. Yes. And I found myself on the cover of Exceptional People magazine. I was like, I sent it to everybody in the world that I knew. (laughs) That's how our relationship grew. And then, you know, we did a follow-up and everything else. But it was one of the most amazing things that has ever happened to me. I was a cover girl. So tell us about the magazine, what it represents to you and to those that you feature. Well, to me, Exceptional People magazine means really giving people an opportunity to share stories that not only impact themselves, but also have an impact on others around the world. So what we seek to do is to have people talk about their life experiences. And it could be, you know, a business owner or it could be an individual who has some extraordinary life experience that can change lives, potentially change lives. And so what we seek to do is to find those individuals who are willing to be candid about the experiences that they've had. And so in other words, that means not only talking about your successes, but talking about the failures that you have experienced, those challenges and adversities that you've gone through and how you overcame them. And so by doing that, when people read and understand what that person has gone through, then they can begin to kind of associate themselves, even though they may not have experienced the exact same thing, but they can look at it and say, wow, this person has overcome this enormous challenge or adversity. So what's happening in my life I certainly can, can overcome it, or at least I can effectively deal with it. So the purpose of the magazine really is to inspire people, to motivate them to realize that there is nothing that they cannot achieve if they put their mind to it, but also that they can either effectively deal with their challenges and or overcome them, and at the same time, inspire others to do the same. Okay, so who were some of your favorite cover girls and cover boys? Well, you happen to be one of them, so. (laughs) Of course. Well, we had to say that. We know that. But thank you for saying that. (laughs) Yes. I would say, for example, there have been so many people that I've, I've featured on the covers and even on the inside who have some amazing stories. And so, for example, some of them include, there was one individual young man who was an an entrepreneur, who still is is an entrepreneur, and he has cerebral palsy. Now, he wasn't on a cover, but he has cerebral palsy. But he, and I've known him for many years, but I can tell you, he is an inspiration to so many people, every person that comes in contact with him, because he's able to, despite his condition, he is able to to run two businesses. He, Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and he's a speaker. 
it's just so many things that he is doing that when, when, when other people think about it and they look at themselves and they say, wow, what, what right do I have to complain? So it's those kinds of people that I, I like to feature in the magazine. There have been some high profile and, and celebrities as well that we've interviewed that have candidly talked about the fact. So, for example, there was one individual that we talked about that I interviewed that, I, that talked about his loss of finances. I mean, he was very well off. He had lots of money and he earned that money, of course, as a sports player, but then he lost it all. And so Mm -hmm. he basically had to start from scratch. And so oftentimes people don't realize that when you are a successful person who is in the limelight, let's just say, and you have this money, it doesn't mean that you can just take it lightly. You still have to be on top of things, you still have to manage your money in a way that it's going to last over time and not just spend it on any and everything. So he talked about that as well. And so it it was amazing to me how he was willing to be very candid about what he lost and how he began to rebuild by basically starting from scratch. So it's important. And I think all of those types of lessons, each one of the people that I interview in a magazine Every single person has something unique and different that people can learn from and can really sort of take a step back and say, wow, maybe I need to readjust my thinking and readjust the way I do things in life. And I would say probably another person would be, she's no longer with us, of course, but I would say is Della Reese. Mm-hmm. Della Reese, she was an amazing woman. She has done so much in, in the entertainment field, entertainment industry, but at the same time, She was a rock solid image, I would say, in the entertainment field. And she really lived a life that was an example for others to follow. So, and of course, she had that foundation of faith. And using faith and God as her foundation, she was able to accomplish so much while at the same time have such a huge and and positive impact on the people that she worked with. Yeah. And she did a program, I can't remember what it's called, something. Something Angel? Yes. Um, I can't recall the exact title yeah. either, but it was a TV show. Yeah, and she, and she was wonderful in it. I just remember thinking, boy, I would love to just have a conversation with her one day because she was just amazing. Something, something by an angel. I can't remember. I'll figure it yes. out. Yes. So your company, every time we talk, I always find there's another piece to your company. You know, you have the magazine and you have media training and you have in front of the camera, behind the camera, everything. Talk to us about your company and what is the focus? I mean, you know, I know it's, you know, more entrepreneurial than anything, which is great, but why? Why them? Why the entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs are very important to, to the economy, both, you mm-hmm. know, entrepreneurs and small business owners. And, I, and, and it's very important that when it comes to running their business and being successful, I think it's important for that to be front and center so that they are able to do it and not waste precious resources, especially their time and money in trying to accomplish things. And so the focus of my company really is about messaging more so than anything else when it comes, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to media. I try to help people understand and develop their message. What is it that they want their market or their audience to understand about them, why they're doing what they're doing and what it is that they have to offer? really talk about their message. And if they don't have a message, then they need to develop a message that connects 
their market, their customer or client on an emotional level. And so that's really what it's, it's always been about for me, even back many, many decades ago when I first started developing my TV show at that time back then. It was really about allowing people to talk about what they do and why they do it. Even though I wasn't really focusing on that, I didn't realize it at the time, but back then I was helping people to develop a message and be able to share that message with their audience. And so that's pretty much what I do to the company is really help people develop their brand narrative, their story, as well as their message for that they want to use to help their audience recognize and understand who they are and why they do what they do. Okay, so publicity then, once they have their message, why is publicity so important for your business? Well, publicity helps you to reach your audience on a much wider level. I'll say this, if you compare advertising to publicity, there's a huge difference there. For one, with advertising, of course, you do have to pay and and you have to keep your message in front of people. You have to mention it to them several times, six to nine times or even longer in order for people to really decide whether or not they're going to take action on your call to action. But with publicity, it gives you an opportunity to reach a wider audience, but it also gives you an opportunity to extend that particular coverage that you get into many other opportunities. For example, speaking opportunities, you can get potential sponsorships by really putting yourself out there in the media. There are so many different things that can happen as a result of getting media exposure. But again, of course, you do have to prepare for that. It is something that you don't just go and say, well, I'm going to be on ABC or I'm going to be on the the, uh, Today Show. It's something that you have to work on, build up to, and develop the skills for presenting yourself in the media. So it's very important. But again, there are so many different opportunities that are available through media exposure that you just can't get in any other form of marketing. So can you share one tip about how to go from a best kept secret to the go-to expert? Absolutely. I would say the first thing you need to do really is to decide what your purpose is for getting media exposure. I know lots of people who, and, and I've even interviewed people who have done interviews, but they had no purpose in terms of the interview. So if you have a purpose, then you can prepare yourself much better for an interview. So in order to become a a leader or an expert, a go-to expert, then you want to have a purpose. For every media interview that you do, have a purpose, have your messages intact. In other words, develop at least three key messages that you can get across, that people can see and understand and hear and know that, wow, this person is an expert in his or her field and they know what they're talking about. And I love this person about, and I love what they're saying about this particular topic or subject matter. So it's about developing the right message. It's about relaying that message to your audience through that media interview, whether it's a newspaper or a magazine article, or whether it's radio or even television. The key is having a message that is aligned with what you're doing in your business and then delivering that message to your audience in a way that they understand it and then in a way that they see you as the expert. Excellent. Okay, so we know that everything has changed drastically over the last, you know, half a year or so. Has your business changed? And if it has, what did you do to make sure that you stay relevant? 
Well, mostly what I've done, what I do in my business actually is online. Not much has changed for me, but I, I, I think what will happen though moving forward is that because I had the plan, or at least I was putting into place plans to do some speaking, you know, engagements in person. So obviously that's going to change. Now that's not to say, you know, maybe a year from now, things may get back to semi-normal, maybe. So for now, my plan is to really start building up a platform, an online platform for speaking and really just creating opportunities and hopefully bringing in some opportunities where I can actually develop and deliver content that's similar to what I already do, but in, in a coaching form. But instead of doing it in a coaching form, do it in a, in a different form online and just really be able to do it that way. But I would say not much has really changed for me because mostly what I do is either online or through coaching. Well, that's a good thing. We love that. Yes. I just thought of the name of the show. It's Touched by an Angel. Oh, yes. You know, I was thinking Saved by an Angel, but you're right. I, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Saved all the time. I knew it was something like that. And I would have to remember to call you at two in the morning because I remembered it then. <laughs> so tell our listeners where they can connect with you, where they can find out more about media training and more about messaging and exceptional people and everything else. Absolutely. And thank you for asking, Judy. They can reach me as far as, you know, media training and telling your story and, and learning about brand narratives. They can reach me or they can visit my website at exceptionalmediacoaching.com. That's exceptionalmediacoaching.com. Now, if they want to learn more about Start Your Business Right, which is my recent book, the second edition of one of my books, then they can go to secretstosuccessbooks.com. Awesome. 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 And I suggest you get the books because she's a wealth of knowledge and I learn from her every single time we chat. So I appreciate you so much. And I want to thank you for sharing the mic with me, Monica. Really, I love when we get a chance to talk. I love when you get a chance to tell me all the new things and the different things. And I just, I just love you. Well, thank you, Judy. I mean, it has been a pleasure knowing you all of these years, and I, I look forward to continuing that relationship, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do something together really soon. We are going to. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I want to leave everyone with this quote, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.